that the word will come in power that the word will come with the comfort of the Holy Ghost that God's people will be built up equipped edified we rejoice that tonight the Lord will walk with his word confirming with signs wonders and miracles legatoka kalidama karananka kalinama gelinema ganaganda engelebo zokolo debrina katola 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 that the eyes of men's understanding be flooded with light that the eyes of each one's understanding be flooded with light that veils will fall off tonight mengalana mazokolo deboro godobo sekele debrina hata everyone connected to the service by radio by kingdom life network by social media by television whatever medium even in the physical building here all the house centers and campuses around the world Father, we praise you. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you tonight. Badoza Ganda, Nenglana Manongla de Bosiki Adabaha, Legara Tobila de Baya, Legara de Bazoclo de Brina Catola de Baba, Zikele de Brina Catana, Engele Bozotola de Brina Catola de Bobo. With thanksgiving tonight, we receive, we receive from the finished work of Christ. With thanksgiving tonight, we receive from the office of Jesus today, we receive everything that pertains to life and godliness manifested, that the understanding of men will rise tonight I decree that we acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus praise you father father we honor and praise and bless the name of Jesus thank you Lord in the name of Jesus heavenly father we rejoice for the privilege we have tonight to fellowship in the light of your word and we thank you because of the opportunity we have to hear your word. Thank you for grace that abounds in this house. Thank you for everyone that is connected to this service tonight. Online, on television, on radio, all across the Bloomable planet. All our house centers in Ibom State and all the campuses around the nations of the earth. We're so glad to have everybody, Lord. And we rejoice that revelation knowledge will come with clarity tonight. Your word will come in power. Your word will come in clarity. Your word will come in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Your word will come with so much light, illumination, and understanding. Men that sit in darkness will see great light. We rejoice that through the teaching and the preaching of your word tonight, chains are broken. The minds of men are loose. Mental strongholds are broken. All over the place, men that are in captivity are liberated. Religion collapses like a pack of cards. And we command that everything that stands as a barrier collapses. The word of the Lord grows mightily and prevails tonight. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. We rejoice for the privilege we have to be together tonight. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer shouts a powerful amen. Can we go ahead and celebrate the, and celebrate the opportunity we have tonight? 
Let's celebrate, let's celebrate, let's celebrate, let's celebrate the opportunity we have to defend the word of God tonight. Somebody shout glory. Amen and amen and amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to the service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, those on Zoom, and those that are connected by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, already radio stations. It's a joy to have everybody connected tonight. And I'm so honored tonight to introduce and to welcome, you know, a father of the faith in this nation and around the world. A voice that has been speaking the word of the Lord for decades and decades in this nation. Our big daddy, the, the presiding bishop of Trem worldwide. You know, a father indeed, a man that has given me so much strength, so much comfort, and so much, you know, so much energy to preach this gospel the way we are preaching it around the world. And tonight, truly, power citizens all over the world, in the building here, and around the world on radio and television, we are truly honored, we are privileged to have him speak to us tonight, all the way from Trem headquarters in Lagos. Ladies and gentlemen, a father indeed, let's put our hands together with a shout as we receive to the mic microphone tonight our big daddy bishop mike okonko praise god forevermore glory to god thank you jesus um let me begin by celebrating the host of this very conference and uh, dr abel damina a man that i truly love his zeal his commitment and his intensity in the gospel is something very very uh, uh inspiring and i I really give God the glory for his life. And for every one of you that is connected on that different platforms, I welcome each and every one of you. I consider this a very, very, very uh, strategic uh, 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 meeting. Strategic in the sense that uh, it's happening at the time that there is a global event that's affecting the whole world. And we need to really understand what God is doing very important and uh, and i'm so glad that you are connecting from different parts of the world because when understanding comes then we'll be able to function effectively uh the scripture says that true knowledge shall be just be delivered true knowledge and god's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge there is so much ignorance all over the place and that has been the undoing of the church all over the world in so much religion so much uh, uh uh, 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 churchianity without real power but uh, unfortunately but thank God that in our day we begin to see the true gospel preached and uh, people are being positioned to understand that we are no longer fighting battles we have whatever we are evolving we are standing on the finished ground we are standing on a point of victory not a, not a point of defeat one of the things Unfortunately, that has hindered the church over the years is that the church have been playing the role of a victim rather than the position of more than conqueror. We've been playing the role of we are victims. And uh, you can see that when you ask people to pray the way they pray, the way they pray, you will know that they are still fighting the devil. And I ask them, if you are still fighting the devil, what did Jesus do? We are not supposed to be fighting the devil. So, in that vein, uh, I want to share things that um, something that God put in my spirit as it concerns this pandemic. Um, let us pray. Father, we ask that you give understanding to each and every one that is under the sound of my voice. 
I ask, oh God, that you give them, you describe eternal truth in their spirit. Thank you for giving me clarity of thoughts and precision of expression. I give you the praise, oh God, that for all you will do tonight, that the glory, the honor, the adoration is ascribed to you. And everyone that believes the prayer shout aloud, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Um, I'm going to begin by reading from the scriptures. Um, Isaiah chapter 51, verse 11. Isaiah 51, verse 11. It says that therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee, flee away. The redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. Um, like I said at my opening remark, the church is not the victim. The scripture is very clear. The things that and the, and the Bible tells us in, in, in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, that the things that are written are forth and are written for our learning that through us, through patience and comfort of the scripture, might have hope. In other words, when you look at the scriptures, you will see a lot of things that God did in the past and that should give us comfort and make us understand that our back is not against the world. In the recent times, the whole world has faced uh, a lot of challenges. And uh, as a matter of fact, when the year was ending last year in 2019, on the 31st of, of December, I remember in our auditorium at the closing service, and a prophetic word came that spoke that there was going to be a global shaking that was going to affect every aspect of human life both academic, family, business, finance, different parts of the, the, the whole entire world will be shaken and that wow. there will be no answer from anywhere. That the only answer will be for those who are looking onto Jesus. That that's the only way the answer can come. But if you're looking at your expertise, your performance, your credential, or whatever connections, whatever you have, that is going to all fall like a pack of cards. That the answer will only come from the Lord. Even me that brought that prophetic word, I didn't understand the full import until when things began to happen from the month of March and everywhere was being locked down, shut down, and just overnight, everything collapsed. In, the, in the, every superstructure collapsed before everyone. And people were scampering, looking for solutions, nations, they didn't have the answer. It dawned on me that God, God's back was never against the wall. And I want to encourage us tonight to know that irrespective of what has taken place, irrespective of the challenge that we went through, our God was never taken on ways. The last time I checked, the scripture tells us that he's sitting on his throne and laughing. There is nothing the devil brings against the believer that has the capacity to defeat us. There is nothing. The scripture says in Romans 8.28, all things work together for good. So nothing really works against the believer. Even this pandemic did not work against the believer. It depends on the perspective where everybody is looking at it. And so I want you to understand that we are coming out bigger, better, and stronger. 
never join the, the crowd or the clientele of believers who think that everything is lost. It's not true. We've lost nothing. The church of Jesus Christ is still marching on and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The church is not the victim. We stand on favored ground. Every ground we are standing on is a favored ground, not a defeated ground. We have the victory in every area of our lives. And so it's an aberration, an insult, an abuse to redemption for anyone to think that we are losing. No, as a matter of fact, the monies I'm getting around the world, I, I had an apostolic meeting from, with some of my global friends in different nations of the world last Saturday. And the testimony that is coming out is showing that the church is stronger. Multitudes are being reached. The nations are being impacted by the church. And so we must have this understanding. Otherwise, the enemy will keep back us against the world. God can never be backed to the world. He's still the almighty, the possessor of heaven and earth, the alpha, the omega. He's the beginning and the end, the first and last. He opposes all things by the word of his power. So he's not in any way in panic mood, wondering, what am I going to do? The plans he has for us are still thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give us an expected end. The scripture says that for he whom he did for no, he did predestinate. To be conformed to the the firstborn. Among many brethren, those whom he predestinated, them he called, those he called, he justified, and those he justified, he glorified Christ in you, the hope of glory, the confident expectation that it will obviously turn out to be good, no matter what it is. All things work together for our good. So, having said that, you know, we must understand the timing we are in. Like I said, the enemy came like a flood, attacked every aspect of human structure, attacked economy, attacked political system, attacked educational system, attacked all the industries, attacked the church during this very period. But thank God, the lockdown is gradually being lifted. And so what is God saying at this time? There is timing for everything, and time is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to us as a church. Time, as, as a people, to be able to organize ourselves. And the book of chapter 3, from verse 1, says to everything, there is a time, a season, and a time for every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck of that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast down, cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time to, of war and a time of peace. But my concern is really a verse two, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant 
and a time to pluck up that which is planted. You see, this time around, now that the lockdown is gradually being unlocked, what what is what should the church do? The world, this is a season and timing to plant and to build. The season for planting and to build. So God sent me to announce to you, you will build whatever the ruins. I know that people have lost a lot of things. Jobs have been lost. Businesses have been lost. Families, some people have lost loved ones. There are several things that people have lost one way or the other. But that is not your, your end. It's not your end. It should not make you think because, because of these things that have happened. That where am I going to start? God sent me that you are going to build it back. Bigger, better, and stronger. Bigger, better, and stronger. Bigger, better, and stronger. That will be your portion. You will not sink with the devastation. You will not be in the ruins and ashes. You will not end with the ruins and ashes of the destruction. You will bounce back. The Bible said from my text that the redeem of the Lord have the mechanism of bouncing back. We have it built in us. It's part of our DNA. When, he, when we receive Christ into our lives, we have a DNA in us that helps us to bounce back from every challenge. The righteous falleth seven times and riseth again. Yes, he riseth again. We are always bouncing back. We are never, our situation is never fatal because it's already a concluded battle ever before we came on the scene. Christ has already perfected everything before we came on the scene. So there is nothing new that the enemy can pull against us. It depends on whether you, you understand this and you have a revelation of the power you wield. There is always a bouncing back. You will bounce back better, better and stronger. Take your eyes away from the ruins and ashes. See a more colorful future. That, that is what God has prepared for you. Your church, your, whether you are involved in ministry, whether you are involved in business, whether it's your career, your academic, or your family, no matter what it is, you are coming out bigger, better, and stronger. You are not going to end in disgrace. It will not end in reproach. Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 1, God came to the ancient prophet Jeremiah and began to tell him his colorful destiny, the future, the powerful future from that chapter one that he had and the assignment he had for him. And Jeremiah looked at himself and said, I don't think you, you are talking to me. It is impossible. The same thing applies to a lot of people right now under this pandemic. I mean, who, are going, who have gone through the pandemic, they are looking at this, their losses. They're looking at the people who have left them. They're looking at the finances they've lost. They're looking at businesses. They're looking at their careers. Some have lost their jobs. Some have lost the positions and different things. And probably lower. And say, it's impossible. Forget it, Brother Mike. There is no way I'm going to bounce back. You see, the boy say, you are telling me bigger, better, and stronger. Where am I going to begin from? Where am I going to start? How is it going to happen with all these impossible situations, these winds that are surrounding me? Impossible. It can never happen. Some people right now that the sound of my voice are, are probably thinking impossible. 
Listen, you don't know how long it took me to bring my ministry to what it is. It was before the pandemic. And now look at it. Everyone is left. Things are not as before. Coming as it should come. Challenges are here and there. My family, my business is all gone. Where am I starting from? No more customers. No more friends to, to help me. Listen, in verse 8 of that scripture, the scripture tells us, in verse 8, in Jeremiah, glory to God. I just want to, to be very careful not to get too excited. In Jeremiah chapter 1, in that verse 8, look at what he said. Be not afraid. He was told, be not afraid of their faces. For with you to deliver you, said the Lord. In other words, stop being afraid of all that you see around you. Stop being afraid of the ashes, the ruins, the confusion, the, the, the things that are falling apart, the center no more holding. Stop being worried about those things. You, that you, not, you only have little. How can this little help me build back? I have nothing to start with. And you are telling me bigger, better, and stronger. How? You have only ruins and ashes left. And you are saying, I'm coming up bigger, better, and stronger. Look at verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. In other words, when God says to you that you are going to bounce back, he says it's not up to you. That is one of the, of the things that Jesus Christ tried to teach us. And yet it's difficult to understand. We must stop depending on ourselves. I think it's, many do not understand that it's a, it's, a, it's a type of arrogance. When you think you can, rather than depending on what Christ has done. The greatest form of humility is to say to God, I cannot, but you can. To say to Jesus, I cannot, I trust you, I believe you, I believe what you've said concerning me. And so the, the man said, oh, I, I, it's not up to you. The Bible says that, God, I put my words in your mouth. I'm the one that is empowering you. It's up to me to ensure that the promise, what I spoke concerning you, my opinion concerning you, the, the name I called you, it's up to me to ensure that there will be the manifestation, that the fruits will come out. Not up to you. You see, you see that that's one of the challenges we have with some religious people. When the believer who understands the true gospel says that he is holy, he's righteous, and they look at him and they and they fail to see the fruits the way they expect, they say it's not possible. You are not yet holy. It's not true. If God calls me holy and you have a problem with it, go and ask God. It has nothing to do with me. Go and quarrel with the person who called me. My part is to believe what he called me. And when I believe it, then I'm empowered. The Holy Spirit empowers me to produce the fruits. It is first my being before my doing, not my doing before my being. We have always got in purpose. You must begin to accept what God called you. You are powerful. You, you have wisdom. You have anointing. You can do all things. You can never lose. You are not a failure. You are standing on favored ground. How can you lose? How can you fail? How can your business collapse? The fact that it looks as if everything is falling apart doesn't mean you are, you are ending. In fact, 
and try it again, you are going to bounce back bigger, better, and stronger. Your ministry, your family, no matter what you have lost, you are bouncing back bigger, better, and stronger. In verse 10 of Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdom to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. See there, Jeremiah was told they have been called to build and to plant, to build. After destruction and devastation, you have what it takes to build and to plant. Plant means to put on or set in, set, set in ground for growth. To put in, set in ground for growth. It means to place with great force, firmness, to establish, to be firmly rooted, to, to situate. That's what it's called to, 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 to plant. Build is saying to, to construct, especially something complex to increase or strengthen, to develop toward a maximum intensity, to prosper. That's what to, 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 to build means. And that's what God is calling us to do. That we should not be crying like as though we are victims. We are not victims. We are more than conquerors. We will not cry like those who don't understand. We have understanding as believers. The word of God has given us understanding. The Bible says that our eyes are open to see the mysteries of the kingdom. We glory only in the finished work of Christ. We glory in what Christ has done. And the victory is completely complete and perfectly perfect. You can't add to it. You can't subtract from it. It's complete. It's truly paid for. And so whatever the enemy is presenting, he specializes in presenting the devastation, the ashes, the impossible situation, people that are lost. How am I going to succeed and trying to make you to become depressed? No, you already, you are already victorious. In verse 11 of that same verse, you say, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto, this, unto me, saying, What seest thou? Jeremiah, what I see? And he said, I see a rod of almond tree. That is where perspective comes. Do you see yourself in the light of the scriptures? In the light of the finished work of Christ? Do you see yourself? You see, you must brutally stand in, on the finished work of Christ. Because we have a situation in the Christian dawn where people vacillate between before the cross and after the cross. Some people are living, in, I mean, traveling the fence. At one point, they would talk about before the cross. They would say that's true Christianity. Then when he tries to, when, 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 when they, they want to, they, they want it to favor them, they will say after the cross. But when they want to accuse somebody, they will go before the cross. So listen, there was life before the cross. But after the cross, the believer has no business living his life again before the cross. Our life as believers should be after the cross. You are, you are virtually insulting and trampling on the feet when you begin to live your life as a child of God before the cross. It's con and you are going to mean you can never maximize your full potential. 
when you begin to live your life before the cross. There are things you can never achieve in life. But when you stand in the position of victory, the scripture says in Romans 4.25, he was, he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification. In chapter 5, verse 1, he said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by grace, uh, by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We are standing now on grace ground. We are not going to stand. We are already, that is where we stand. No matter the winds, no matter the impossible situation, no matter the challenge, our standing now is based on the finished work of Christ. And so our perspective must change. No wonder Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1 that the Father of glory may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He didn't say, you notice Paul was not praying for things for the church. He was not praying for money. He was not even healing. It was His concern is, can we see? Can we see what he has done? Can we see what Christ has given to us? And our eyes of understanding may be enlightened to know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. The power that was wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right and far above all principality and power, might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but in world to come and has put everything under his feet and made it to be heard over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We are the full expression of God on earth. We carry God wherever we are going. And so we must put away the victim mentality. We must put it away and know that when we appear, we are a city set on a hill that can never be hidden. We are set on a hill. Kings come to our to, to, to our light and enter to the brightness of our rising. We are not victims. We are more than conquerors. We are born of God. And whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. So it's important. So our perspective must change. Our the church today is seems to be in defeat because of this very perspective. We seem to be in defeat as if Christ did not die. As if Christ has not paid the price. Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see a rod. Now I see clearly. I see a rod. He had to have said that I was a child. I can't do it. But now that I'm empowered, I can see clearly. I see a, a rod, authority. I see things springing up. A new building. I see it coming up. And the Bible declares in verse 12. You have seen well because it's only when you see well, when you see clearly, that God will ensure that there is manifestation. Because you have seen it, you are now in sync with me. You are now on the same page with me, and we are on the same page. I will make it happen speedily. Hear this it is not predicated on you. I said it, and I will do it. I will be bigger, better, and stronger. It's not predicated on you. Can you see it? Can you see where I'm taking you? Can you see what I prepare, I pre ordained 
before the foundation of the world concerning your ministry, your family, your business, your career, your profession, your family, your marital life, whatever area. How can you see it? You see, it's so important. I'm going to go to another builder that is in the scripture. Nehemiah was another builder. The ancient, the, 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 Nehemiah in chapter was another builder who built who built up the the, the the works of Jerusalem. You see, so Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter two from verse um, eleven to twenty at your leisure you can read it. You can, in fact, you can read the entire chapter better. Time will not permit me to read everything, but it was another builder. You see, they saw the he, they saw the waste and the and the distress in the land. He refused to be intimidated. He saw the waste and the devastation. Look at verse 17 of that Nehemiah chapter 2. In verse 17, look at what he saw. Then said I unto them, you see the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem had waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the world of Jerusalem that we no more be a reproach. You see, they saw the, the, the devastation, the waste in the land. He refused to be intimidated by them, but challenged the people that they should, that we are going to rebuild it. Big, bigger, better, and stronger. Because this is the time to build. Now, the, the lockdown is, is, is now gradually being released. This is the time to build. This is the time to see, to see the future, the call of the future. He said, now, let's go and rebuild it. Now, in verse 18, you will notice. Then I, I took them of the, I took, I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that they had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Now, the question is, then why do you say we are going to build? What, where, is, where are the resources? Where are the things that we are going, what are we going to use to build? Everything is wasted. There is nothing that is left to be built. But you know his capital. The capital of Nehemiah is that I have I have no money, no template, no partner, no pattern, but I have the hand of the Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> I have the hand of the Lord upon me. Do you know that that is all you need? If God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, God is already for us. God is with us. God is in us. The Bible says in Colossians 2, 6 to 10, as you have received Christ Jesus of the Lord, walking in him, rooted and built up in him, established therein as you have been taught. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him, Dwell in the fullness of God and bodily, and we are complete. Hallelujah. We are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. You are the headquarters of God. How can you insult God by saying that nothing will work for you? How dare you believe that? That's a lie from the pit of hell. When you are moving, God is moving. In Him, we live and move and have our being. Glory to God. I'm excited. You see, so you see, the resource is that God 
is with you. He is with you. I will never, never leave you nor forsake you. Double negative. It can never happen. It can never. It can never. It does not jump ship. Is a faith is is a, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He does not jump ship. He has loved us with everlasting love, irrevocable, irreversible, unconditional, ironclad, blood bought rights of us as believers. In this love, we can't fail. Perfect love casts out fear. See, perfect love that does not cast out fear. So we must begin to understand this. In verse nineteen, you will encounter. The, the opposition began to come. When oppositions come, it does not, that's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the journey. Sometimes we encounter oppositions. What you are doing will be ridiculed. You'll be humiliated. They will laugh at times when you are when you are building back what you have lost. People will laugh, they will mock you, they will say, What do you think you are doing? You think that that's how to survive, that the boss has left you already. That you have lost grounds. There is no point trying. Quit and just pack up and go and just bury your head in shame. This this type of things will always come. But when you understand who you are in Christ, you never give in. They said, what is this you are building? Do you think you will ever bounce back? The world has already left you. Uh, 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 left you, my friend. Nehemiah. They have left you. The world has already left and you you have been abandoned at the bus stop. You will never overtake them any longer. They've gone too far. But the Lord is saying, arise, pursue. You will overtake them and you will surely recover all. You will surely recover all. This is the season. God is doing something. There is an overtaker's anointing coming upon your life. There is speed. There is, there, there is acceleration coming upon your life. God can never allow his own to see shame. He has never lost any battle and he can't lose at this time. Glory to God. Put your eyes on God, not on man. That's what Nehemiah was told. Verse 20. Then answered I them and said unto them, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. And therefore, we, we his servants will arise and build. But you have no portion, no right, no, mem- no, no m- memorial in Jerusalem. He said. So what is he saying? Put your eyes on God. Don't begin to look at man. God will prosper your effort. Arise and build. Don't be discouraged. Arise and build. And you are going to build it bigger, better, and stronger. The ruin of you know, the beauty and the joy of this, this account in the scripture. The joy of this account. This was a reign of 70 years. 70 years win. We have just had only five months or six of pandemic. Look, total lockdown. We've just had it. But this is a reign of 70 years. But you know, according to Nehemiah 6, 15 to 16, the scripture tells us that in 52 days, 52 days in spite of the opposition, Nehemiah rebuilt the wall completely. I encourage you and I speak into your life. No matter what you have lost, no matter the challenge that you are faced with right now, 
you are bouncing back. You are bouncing back bigger, better, and stronger. Your story will never end in shame. It will not end in disgrace, humiliation, or embarrassment. God is giving you upper hand. Divine advantage is your portion. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this other prophet of God who spoke to Zerubbabel. His name is Haggai. While Nehemiah built the walls of Jerusalem, Haggai, I mean, Zerubbabel built the temple of Jerusalem. Those are builders. Remember, I'm trying to get you to know that we are now in the season of building. Of building. You may not build with your the normal way you've used to build. But one thing I want to assure you is that it will be better than what you have built before. It will be better to be stronger. I mean, it will, it, it will carry more glory than you have ever seen in your life. In, the, in Haggai chapter 2, the scripture telling us there that in verse 3, the condition of the temple because of the 70 years devastation of captivity was a joke. Look at what Haggai said. Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison as if it's nothing? In trying to rebuild what they were rebuilding looked like a joke. It meant nothing. But what we must understand, God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the, the, the wise. The weak things to confound the mighty. Things that are despised, things that are not. You see, things that are, 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 are infinitesimal. He uses it to confound the things that are. Why? That no flesh will glory in his sight. Never despise this building and planting season. Never, never take it, trivialize it. Never take it for granted. It's going to be far better. You may be building with weak things and go out to strengthen it. Looking around you, nothing but waste, rings, ashes. What has been destroyed? Is this temple in your eyes in comparison like what it used to be? When the world war ended, let me digress a bit. When the world war ended, the world war, the second world war, Japan, Korea, and China, no one wanted to teach them with a 10-foot pole. More especially any material coming from there. In fact, I remember when I was growing up, they used to call them that it is second, it is a second, second grade things. Anything coming from there is regarded as second hand. No one wanted it. But what did they do? They shut themselves in and began to build from inside. Child of God, begin to build. You see, begin to acknowledge what God has put inside you. Philemon said that the communication of your faith may become effectual by acknowledging. Begin to acknowledge the person you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. You have been delivered from the power of darkness translated into the kingdom of the son. You are more than conqueror. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The scripture begins to tell you that, look, 
you are that God can never leave you. He will never forsake you. He has loved you with everlasting love. The greater one lives in you. Greater than he that's in the world. Begin to acknowledge. Begin to acknowledge the good things that Jesus has already purchased for you. You see, as he is, so are we here. I'm born of God. I have world overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. What I bind on earth is bound in heaven. What I lose on earth is losing heaven. I am more than conqueror. I can do all things. Hallelujah. Begin to acknowledge. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not giving the spirit of fear, power, but the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. That's what I have. My mind is sharp. I have creative mind. I, 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 the Holy Spirit, my comforter is with me. He's my advocate. He's my standby. He's my intercessor. He's my strengthener. He's my helper. He's my teacher. I begin to acknowledge. You will discover power being released through you. You begin to achieve things that ordinarily you will not achieve. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray with your understanding. Stay in the love of God. That's what the scripture says. Never condemn yourself. Refuse any condemnation. Refuse any accusation. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to use of edifying, that he may minister grace to the hearers. No one touched them. But today, you know, these people, Japan, Korea, and China, they are now what they call the Asian Tigers. The world cannot ignore them. The world cannot ignore these people again. And I want the posture to declare that Africa will rise again and take a place of pride. Africa is not going to be put to shame. Oh yes, Nigeria will rise. I believe it with all my heart. The hand of the Lord will perfect it because a new generation is rising up who are beginning to understand who they are in Christ. Who they are, the authority they will, the power they have. And not and they're not going to function in the periphery. No, the church will not be will not be, be, be operating in the periphery. No, the church is going to be the center of attraction. Rather, the church, the world will be operating in the periphery, drawing from the church because we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. So look at that in that Hegai chapter two. From uh, I'm going to read down. From verse 4 to verse 8. Look at what he says. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, said the Lord. And be strong, O Joshua, son of Jezebel, the high priest. And be strong, all ye people of the land, said the Lord. Walk, for I am with you, said the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I command, I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remained among you. Fear ye not. I don't jump sheep. I don't abandon my own. For thus said the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former, said the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. You see, in, verse, in verses 4 to 5, I say, 
All we need is knowing that God is with us. That's all we need. Knowing that God is with us. Once we understand that, that he has not abandoned us. In, in Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. I want to read it. 13. And read it in Amplified Classic Version. 5 and 6. Listen. He said, let your, let your character and disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possession. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. I will not relax my hold on you. I will ensure that by hand, I'm the one holding you. You see that? He will still keep covenant that he made. He will still keep it. His word can never go without returning void, returning with the, what, he, what he has sent it for. His word will always accomplish what he has been sent for. You see that? He saves to the uttermost. He always saves to the uttermost. He does not abandon you halfway when the storm is raging. No. In verses 6 to 7, he said, don't begin to wonder how it will happen. He said, leave it with me. Just watch what will happen. I will shake every human superstructure. Is that not what has happened in this pandemic? Every superstructure, the Western world, the European world, the Asian world, they have been shaken by God. Structures are collapsing. Predictions are falling like a pack of cards. All man's calculation has failed in our very eyes. You see, in all stress of life, I will reduce everything to rubbles. What man has depended on until they depend on me. Until they come to a point where they, they, they believe me. They depend, know that I'm the only one that saves. Beside me, there is no one else who saves. I will make foolish the wisdom of the wise. I will frustrate the token of the liars and make diviners mad. I will disappoint the devices of the crafty so that their hands will not perform their enterprise. I will take the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the forward will be carried headlong. You will no longer be underdogs. That's what he said. You will no longer be underdogs, rejected, forsaken, molested, raped, humiliated, and lampooned by the other nations of the world. He said, he said it will not happen. No more going in vicious cycles. Enough of vicious cycles in your life. Enough of, of, of delays. No. The desire of nations shall come to you. In the midst of the ashes and ruins, etc. A new structure is rising. A new generation is rising. New nation is rising. New, new, new wealthy people. You know that some people are smiling to the bank at this period. There are people who are smiling to the bank. <laughs> and the church is being played Victims, new giants arising, new inventions 
I, I, I learned. We are not, I mean, doesn't it amaze you that we're able to share gospel through this technology? It is somebody who developed it. It's a man who, did, and before the pandemic, watch this, before the pandemic, when this man developed the technology for five years, his capital, I mean, the, the income was just about $100 million. But the, at the last check, I was told that this guy has gone be above 40 billion US dollars. 40 billion US dollars because of this technology where people can reach themselves and, and share the gospel and discourse and hold conferences and hold meetings in, from, from, with people from different parts of the world. You see, new things are coming up. And that's why we must not lag behind. We must begin to engage our mind. The Bible says it's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Or think, where are the thinkers in the church? Where are thinkers? Where are young people who are playing with technology? Where, where, this technology is not meant for us to be, to be sharing on Facebook the type of plantain you ate. That's not the reason. The reason the, these things are given is to be able for you to engage your mind. Engage your mind. Learn. Learn. And begin to also bring about your own brainchild. When you see what others are achieving, it will challenge you. It will challenge you to now begin to think. It's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Think of it. Treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. He's about to reveal them. It's about to reveal them in these last days. All because of the gospel. Because the, the gospel must be must cover the entire earth. It must cover the entire it's getting more sophisticated. People need to hear what we are carrying. We, they need to hear this gospel because the true gospel has truly not been preached. This is the era for the truth where Jesus Christ will be unveiled to the entire world. Unveiled. Oh, hitherto, it's a religion. It's, a, it's about human beings and human effort. But now, Christ has to be unveiled to the entire world. Let them see Jesus. They want to see Jesus. They are tired of gimmicks and games and all kinds of comedy. They want to see Jesus because the answer lies with him. Can you imagine an Africa rising to become the, the desire of nations? Think of cities of Nigeria developed even more than the U.S. Think of it. Can you imagine that? London, developed more than London, Paris, and, and Dubai. Can you imagine a new government in this country? In, a, in the midst of all this corruption and misdeeds and all. Do you know there is a prophecy that Elton, one, one missionary that came from UK and lived in Nigeria in Elysia, and uh, that was, it was more prominent in the 60s, 70s and ages. This man prophesied that there was going to be a time when Nigeria image will go so down. Corruption will be the second name of Nigeria. But, but, that, but that within, during that period that God the righteousness will rise up. God's righteousness will rise up in Nigeria to the point that other nations we begin to look up to our nation. I believe this is the generation. The generation coming, I believe it is your generation. Morris, why are you young people? Don't play with it. Don't play with the gospel that you are hearing. That you are, your blessed are your ears that are hearing it. 
Can you imagine a government that is fair? A government that is, is going to all in in January and proactive. Think of it. Can you imagine our economy, our health, education, infrastructure, policy, road network, all in place? Can you? Never ever think it cannot happen. Because what Paul said, he said, he said, I had not seen nor ear heard. Never has he entered the hearts of man. They call it in who you are in Christ and believe it. Speak it forth from your lips. Think about it. Meditate it. Read it in the epistles. Begin to think. Because God cannot do these things without his children who have received revelation. Very important. So in that Haggai chapter 8 verse 8 verse 9 and 10. No, it, 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 I, I want you to notice something. In verse 8 and I say the silver is mine. And the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. The glory of the let, let, latter house shall be greater than of the former, said the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. There is something, there is a, a statement that keeps repeating in that chapter, in the book of Hagar, in the place I read. He said, he said, I am said to do is far greater. What I'm said to do is far greater. Notice in Haggai chapter 2, in verse 4, in verse 7, in verse 8, in verse 9. In those four verses, there's something that repeats itself. It says the Lord of hosts, I am not man. I want you to know that I'm the one talking. It's not a man that is speaking. This thing that I'm telling you it seems as if they would be impossible. But I am not man. I am the Lord of hosts that is speaking and telling you what I am set to do. And I will do it. I own the entire resources of the universe. In case you have forgotten, what I will build will be bigger, better and stronger. I deploy to you the grace of builder and planter in your life. I deploy it. In the name of Jesus. God is calling young men and women. Old men and women. Who have gone on, re on retirement. It is time to build and plant. Come out of hiding. I deploy perseverance. I deploy the anointing to build and to plant. I deploy the scripture says. Princes shall come out of Egypt. And Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. That's talking about the African nation. That is in the book of Psalm 6831. Psalm 6831. Say, princes are coming out of Egypt. And Ethiopia shall soon stretch out their hands unto God. Over the years, we have stretched our hands to America. We have stretched our hands to the Western world. And what did we get? Nothing. Humiliation. Bondage upon bondage. IMF and all these places. No. But Africa gets nothing from them. Only disappointment. More debt. And we are now stretching our hands to China. 
and China is buying up our, our lands and tomorrow they will come and then begin to enslave us and, and neocolonialism, another, another colonialism. That's what we are facing. Now is the time to stretch our hands to God. God himself, we look to him. The scriptures say they looked unto him, they were not ashamed and their faces were enlightened as we begin to look unto him, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto him. Let's not look to any man. Look unto him. When I, and when I say man, that includes yourself, not your effort, not your certificate, not your credential. I'm not advocating laziness. I'm not advocating uh, ignorance. No. But rather, with all these things, let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus on him. You see, now it's time to stretch our hands to God. God will lift, lift us up. I declare that you will be lifted in your business, in your market, in your career, in your churches, in your ministry, in your family. Even those of you who sell on the streets will be lifted no matter what you are doing. I declare that you are bouncing back bigger, better, and stronger. May God bless you. It's my prayer. May God strengthen you. Even as man's voice has is now stopping to speak, may the Spirit of God even develop this more and expand it in your mind and in your spirit. Make you what God has ordained for you to be. May nothing cause short your destiny. I pray that God will put you in the cutting edge of his divine agenda and put you on the global platform. May you not be a disappointment or a failure. May you not be disgraced, humiliated, embarrassed, or ridiculed. May you be among those that will be said of a truth, the hand of God is mighty upon his life. I speak the blessing of dominion, the blessing of possession, the blessing of increase, the blessing of abundance. Overcomers anointing. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus, your heart will not fail you. I declare that nothing will cost short your life. You will have fulfillment even as you serve the Lord. I bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Over to you, Dr. Eber. <laughs> Over to you. I hope you are there. Dr. Abel. Whoa. Let's celebrate, let's celebrate, let's celebrate our big daddy. Let's celebrate our big daddy. Let's celebrate our big daddy. What a word, what a word, what a word. Let's celebrate the word tonight. Let's celebrate the word tonight. Let's celebrate the word tonight. Glory! Glory! Whoa! Those are words from the heart of a father. Thank you, Big Daddy. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for pouring out your heart to us tonight. And thank you for building us up and inspiring us with the word. We truly honor you. We honor your labor. We honor your love. We honor your sincerity. We honor your exemplary leadership. 
and we honor all that you do for the kingdom and above all specifically for Rachel and myself and the entire power citizens. We love you, sir. We honor you, sir. And we thank you for taking out the time to reach out to us today and be a blessing to us. We are so blessed. All of us in this building and all of us online, all of us on television and all of us on all the, all the radio stations that are connected tonight. Thank you, sir. We receive the instructions. We receive those words and we're going to run with them. We're going to fly with them. We are committed to this gospel. We are not backing down. We are not, we are not distracted. We remain focused, our eyes on the ball. And we will preach this gospel from nation to nation, from continent to continent. We will preach this gospel from village to village, from community to community. The gospel of Christ covers the earth as the water covers the sea. The army is rising, sir. Like you said, the army is rising. Men and women armed with truth. Men and women armed with revelation knowledge. Men and women armed with their realities in Christ Jesus. The army is rising all over the nations of the earth. And we are so grateful. Thank you, sir, for taking the time. We honor you once again and we celebrate you. Can we once again celebrate in the building and around the world? Glory! Glory! Woo! Thank you. Amen! Oh my goodness, what a blessing tonight. What a blessing. And just before we switch over to the other segment, I want to take our offerings. We give in honor of Christ. We give in honor of God's word. And we give as our collective responsibility to continue to advance the kingdom of God all over the nations of the earth. I want to specifically appreciate all our partners and friends who have consistently and tirelessly given to this ministry sacrificially to enable us to do what we're doing all over the world for the gospel of Christ. I want to thank all of you, partners and friends, all of you that have been given tirelessly throughout this period and all for all time. Brother Paul says, you gave once and again unto my necessity. What is the necessity? Brother Paul said, necessity is laid on me and woe is me if I preach not the gospel. So the necessity is the preaching of the gospel. And I want to thank all of you. Brother Paul says, because you gave unto my necessity, he says, you are partakers of my grace. The grace upon this ministry, you are a partaker of that grace. And I want to thank all of you. My prayer for you is that every need of yours is met. You are strategically located and positioned God's favor is upon you. You lack nothing. You are sufficient in all things in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'd like you to grab your offerings, everybody. If you're watching online, the banking details are scrolling. Those on radio, Mr. Michael Bush, in another one minute, I'll be joining him. He will read the banking details for the online radio audience and for, you know, those connected by radio FM, you know, tonight. And I also want to mention that... Um, you know, wherever you're watching, if there's no bank account that is, that is very relevant to your location, if you shoot an email to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, we'll be honored to send you an account that will be relevant so you can give your offerings and honor what Christ has done and honor the labor of God's word. But we're truly blessed and honored tonight to have had a word from the presiding bishop of Trem, Bishop Dr. Mike Okonko. What a blessing tonight. Are you blessed in the building tonight? What a blessing. I'd like you to lift up your offerings to help. Just lift it up. You know, somebody asked me, why do we always lift our offerings up? Maybe they are not reading their Bible. In the New Testament, worship is lifting up holy hands. Hands without doubt, without wrath. 
and our offering is an expression of our worship. So, we lift both hands and offering in worship. Is it clear now? We lift both hands and our offering with hearts of perfection in worship to God. So lift up those offerings tonight as we worship. Father, we rejoice. We give in faith and we give with joy tonight our offerings. And we're glad that through our givings, the gospel is affecting the nations of the earth. Lord, thank you for everyone around the world giving to this ministry. We decree that our offerings are a sweet smell before you tonight. And I declare for everyone giving your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the privilege to honor the finished work of Christ. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Are we excited tonight? Well, listen to me, the online, all of you online on radio, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Kingdom Life Network. Don't, don't change, don't change the channel. I'm still going to be joining Mr. Michael Bush right now in another few seconds so we can go over questions and answers and the interactive sessions where you can also call in and share with us if you have questions you want to ask. But it's been exciting being, you know, serving you the grace of God all through this period of 60 days of glory. I was thinking we're in day 40 something. The producer told me, no, today is day 52 of 60 days of glory. Do, do, do you believe it doesn't look like we've been here for up to one week, man? You know, the word of God just keeps life exciting. Praise God. God. Are we not excited in the building? Hey guys, we will connect with you in another one or two minutes in the other studio where I will join Mr. Michael Bush and until I see you on the other side enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of the service tonight. Glory! Glory! Amen! Praise God! You can come to the pulpit, drop your offerings tonight and you can question and answer section One two, one two. Pero some ago. Me do me ya ka bebre. We yon gen daro. Eso It's still repeating the old thing, though. Huh? Okay, then move out
and you should not have heard it, but I mean, you're part of the family, part of the global church, so you should hear everything, all right? Okay, so for the offering, the bank details, wherever you are in the world, especially those um, on the radio. By the way, the radio, remember there's an app on Listen to My Radio. If you go there and look for Power City International, you'll be able to listen to it, and uh, wherever you are, or even the all the radio stations that we are on, whether it's Comfort FM, you can check out its website, they are on line, whether it's um, Excel FM, you can check out their website, and why not? Radio Aquibum 90.5. As a matter of fact, Radio Aquibum 90.5 is on www.akbconline.com, whereas um, 